0: specific thing and um the title of the message i have is change your garments i told brian change your clothes and so we'll, that'll be the title is change your clothes and this is what i believe god wants us to 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 know everything the bible is full of, of absolute truths everywhere i mean there's so much knowledge in here and there's so much to learn that you will never ever be Filled with the knowledge of God, you'll never, ever be done. You'll never exhaust this book. It's just continually, it's alive, and it's always telling us everything. And this one thing that that I couldn't get away from here is the very first mention that talks about uh, changing our clothes, changing the garments. It's found in Genesis chapter 35. If you're there, I'm going to give you a heads up. From here, we're we're going to go to Exodus 28. Just give you a heads up. But in Genesis chapter 25... We read, we read this, and it's 35, that's what I said, I'm glad you're paying attention. Just check and see if you're paying attention. Genesis 35, But look in verse 2 with me. It says, Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And I want to just think about, that's the first time in the Bible it's talked about that, but it's some good advice there from Jacob, amen? amen. When you get right with God. He said, put away those strange gods from your life. Get away from all the, the little idols that you have, the little things that you care about so much. Think about the things in your life that you care about a lot, way too much, amen? if we would just have two verses, and this is, all, this is coming on my mind, uh, two verses, James 4, 4 and 1 John chapter 2, it says, it says be not friends of the world. It says love, it says if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. And it says if you have friendship with the world, you're an enemy of God. And you have to realize that God and this world are two opposites. Amen? Absolute opposites. The God of this world is Satan and the devil, and, he, and he's control of all the things out there. Amen? He just he knows what he's doing, he's and he's subtle. And Satan is subtle. Remember that. He's not about coming in your face with you know, the, the you can't miss it, the giant sin. He's in there like a snake slithering in just to get you a little bit, get you a little bit, lead you away down a path that he wants you to get down. So get rid of the strange gods in your life. Think about what they are. I don't have a lot of time, but it says, and be clean. Be clean. We, there's a lot of people with drug problems, alcohol problems, and other problems. Amen? And I'll tell you right now, the unclean spirits that are out there, are seducing spirits and they want to get you and keep you in an unclean position with God. They want, to, they want to get you dirty. Amen. And one of the ways that we can be clean is through the blood of Christ. And that's clean in our soul. Amen. But that, the blood of Christ doesn't clean our bodies. And the blood of Christ doesn't really clean our minds. The Bible says that we got to renew our minds. And get the old out, the dirty, filthy out and get the new and renew it. How? By the word of God, by the washing of the word of God. Amen. So God gives us the things we need to get clean. But I'll tell you what he doesn't do. He doesn't change our wardrobes. He doesn't change our wardrobes. Now, 50 to 60 percent of the people that are here, want this, you won't have to change a thing. But I want you to understand what God says about changing our clothes. Amen. And I want you to look at that and I'll read it one more time. We'll move on. He said, put away the strange gods that are among you. Be clean. And change your garments. Change your clothes. What does that mean? I want you to think about that. What does it mean by God wanting you to change your clothes? That means they had clothes on that God didn't want them to wear. He wanted them to put on a new apparel. He wanted them to look different as they walked, amen? He wanted them to look different, and that's really what this is about. Look with me in, in, well, you don't have to, but in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, the very first mention of changing your clothes was Adam and Eve, they were naked, amen? And the thing is, is the beginning, they weren't really naked because they were clothed with righteousness. They were so righteous before God that they didn't even know there was nakedness. And it wasn't until they sinned and then shame came on and their eyes were opened to the fleshly desires and all the things. And they they knew they were naked and they were shamed and they were embarrassed. And God, he he took clothes off, took the coats off of two lambs and he covered them. And there was a first wool suit that that Adam and Eve wore. Amen. The first wool suit. And he covered them. And that's what God's about. He's all about covering us. He's covering us by our souls and our spirits and our minds and our hearts, and we're all covered. And I'll tell you right now, I want to be covered in the blood of Christ. I want to be covered in the righteousness of Christ. I want to be covered in the, the love of Christ. There's, everything that I want to be covered in is all from God, and it's all holy, and it's all good. So why would I want holy and good, and then go play in the pink, pink pen of this devil's world, and act like the world, look like the world? I want to be different, because God says I'm supposed to be different, because when I got born again, I got taken out of this world, and now I belong to God. And when I belong to God, I'm thankful that I belong to God. And I'm not fighting against Him. I'm not going to argue with Him. When He said, Michael, be holy now, I'm going to say thank you, Father, because I've never been holy. I've always been wicked. I've always been a sinner. I've always done the wrong things. Now I have a God and a Father and and a husband and a spirit and a book that teaches me how to be holy. And everyone agrees with that, but nobody wants to dress holy. Nobody wants to, if you talk about dress, like Anton said, I, I had to get a haircut before you start talking about long hair. In the old days, they, they had to, because everybody would look like hippies. I, I, in the 70s, I had the long hairs, you know what I mean? Now, at my age, I just won't have any hairs, it doesn't matter how, I'll take, I'll take any hair I can get, amen? And, and, you know, we used to talk about, get a haircut, boy, you know, take a shower, but I'm just talking about what God's talking about is changing our garment. Changing our clothes. And I'm not talking spiritually either, even though we will talk about that. Look, if you would, in Exodus chapter 28, please. Exodus 28. Exactly, Steve. Exodus 28, verse 2, 3, and 4. It says, and thou shalt make... Holy garments. See, there is such a thing as holy garments. I want you to realize that. I don't want you to get in your mind that it doesn't matter how you dress. I'll tell you right now. You look, I see videos come up. And I watch videos and there's a video that I I guess I liked it or followed it. And it's all about videos uh, in Kensington. It's all about videos of just going down Kensington, looking at the zombies in Kensington. And 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 it also has videos of other cities. And in, in, in not in, in Philly, I didn't see this, but in, in uh, Los Angeles and other, hookers everywhere. Hookers on the streets everywhere. And I forget where they're saying and was showing them, and you could see how they're dressed. And you see how hookers are dressed. And now, if this is too much for you, I understand, but I want you to realize the adults here understand what I'm saying. And that's why as a father, you always say, I'm not going to let my children, my girls dress like a hooker. You know, you're like, what? and here I have videos of them walking around. You can tell, amen, can I get an amen? You can tell how they're dressed. Well, now our children are dressed like that. And normal people that aren't look like they are. So don't try to put in your mind, oh, there's no, it doesn't matter what you wear. It certainly does matter what you wear. Men should be dressed nice. I'll tell you what, I am old-fashioned, but I wasn't grown up in this era. But I see it how everyone dressed back in the 30s, 40s, and the 50s. Every man had a suit on and a hat on. I don't know where they were going to work, but everyone had suits on. Every woman had a long dress on. And listen, doesn't mean everyone was holy, but it sure looked nice. It looked nice. That's all I got to say. See, when when you have it and you're in it, you think you don't like it. But then you were removed from it and you're in trash and filth and you long for those days when people look nice. I see people got kids going to school in their pajamas. That is... Not allowed, amen? Not allowed at all. Pajamas are for your bed, and that's it. Yeah, what kind of parents allow that? Because to to us today, and I'm talking to the church, to the people of God, it doesn't matter how you dress. And I'm here to tell you, in God's eyes, it does. Look what it says in verse 2. Thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron and his brother, for glory and for beauty. Don't you want to show off God sometimes? Don't you want to give God the glory in your life? Seriously. I'm going to show you something tonight, and and, and I know, let me, I want to talk about it, but I know when I do, I take up too much time. So let's just read about it. In verse 3, it says, And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted. Who is he talking to? People that are wise-hearted. People that have wisdom. It says, Whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And these are the garments which thou shalt make, a breastplate and an ephod and a robe and a broiled coat and a miter and a girdle, and they shall make holy garments for Aaron and his brother and his sons, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. Now, I have a lot to say about that, but I don't have time to say it. But when you're serving God, there's a way you ought to dress. When you're in God's service, you remember who you're working for. Amen? Because I I don't think you can reverence God enough. I don't think you can glorify God in your life enough. I don't think that you can praise Him enough, love Him enough, serve Him enough, worship Him enough. I don't think there's ever a time where it's enough. Are you with me? So glorify Him in anything you can do. Because I'll tell you right now, you know what people notice, the first thing they notice about you, is what you're wearing. And then your hair. For women. First thing they notice, what you're wearing, every guy, if their skin showing, their eyes go right to it. You, you can't help it. It's like a magnet. And then, then they see your hair, and then they see your face. And I'm going to show you that that is exactly what God sees too. We're going to look at that in a minute. Turn with me, if you would, please, to 2 Kings 25. I'm going to just, let me see if I should switch over. I'm going, to, I'm going to switch over. You go there, but I'm just going to read this for you because I had it but of time. It's in, it's in Exodus 35, and it's in verse 19. It says, the cloths of service to do service in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister. And it says, and they came every one of those. Listen to this. They came, everyone, man, woman, and child, that their hearts were stirred up in them. Please listen to me. That their hearts were stirred up. And everyone whom his spirit was made willing. See, God's not going to force you to do something, but he wants you to be willing. And that's the problem. Is you, know, you know what's the problem with us? Is too many people are just stubborn. They're not willing. Yeah, I'll go to church. Yeah, I'll give them some money, but I ain't doing that. I'm not going out on Saturday knocking on doors. I'm not going to dress this way. I'm, I'll tell you what, Joe, Sunday, you look good, dude. So many people were saying, did you see Joe? Did you see Joe? Mr. you mind if I talk about you for, for 12 seconds? Mr. Biker. Mr. Biker man. Yo, man. All of a sudden he's wearing his button-down collared shirt. Look handsome, man. He look good. Makes a difference. How you dress makes a difference. Does that mean that you're holy? No, but it looks good. Amen. I'm just telling, I'm just saying what it looks good. Amen. And, and, and you look good. I had like four or five people come up and say, did you see Joe? Look at Joe over there. I'm like, man, it, it, people notice. I'm just letting you know, people notice. When Joe, Joe uh, and the other Joe behind him, he come when he first got saved, it's been three years now, he had his like biker clothes on all the time with the big wallet and the chain and the, and the big knuckle rings with the skulls on them and, and he's wearing his, you know, his jean jacket all tore up. And that's fine. You come any way you want. But you know what happened? Something stirred inside of him. Amen. That's what it says. And they came, everyone whose heart was stirred in him. And who's, everyone who was, whose spirit made them willing. And it says, and they, they, they uh, started to do the service of the Lord in holy garments. And it says, every man, woman, whose heart was willing. Amen. Now, in Second Kings chapter 25, I never told Joe to put a suit on. Never. But guess what he wears? Suit. And guess, it's Wednesday night, and the Holy Ghost of God fell all over him, and he put on burgundy. Amen. I am, I'm a little bit dressed up today not, and I'll be honest, with you, not even because of this it wasn't until after I got dressed and came to my office I went, oh, I'm glad I did dress like this I, I just was going through my closet looking like what to wear and not, this isn't a suit, this is like all separates you know what I mean, and I was like trying pants on the fit because I'm fat now, and I was trying pants on the fit and then I'm like, what shirt am I going to wear with these black pants? And I saw the burger, and I'm going to wear it. And I saw this vest, and this vest doesn't belong in the suit. A, a, and I haven't worn it in like two years. I said, let me try it. And, and it's tight. It's tight. I'm fat. I need to lose a couple pounds. I can't wait till it gets nicer. I need to lose like good 10 pounds on my stomach. See, us guys, we're not like women. We don't get fat everywhere like women, poor women. They have fat cells everywhere, men got them on their belly. Amen? It's like right here, I got a tire on me, so that means my pants are tight, my shirts are tight. And look what, look what I feel sorry for women, because it's true, women have more fat cells, they have them everywhere. Men, like, I don't have any fat anywhere but around my belly. And the girls are always grabbing it and saying, you're fat, I know. You don't have to tell me. Anyway, that said, Second Kings chapter 25, look in verse 29. It says, and he changed his, what? Prison garments. And he did eat bread continually before him all the days of his life. I want you to let you know that there's prison garments. There are certain garments throughout the Bible that th- what you wear is how people know where you're from. What you wear is people know who you're from. Pe- what you wear, people know what you're about. And see, that's the thing is people like to wear what they like to wear. And here we have prison garments, and it's not the only place it's talking about. But here what happens is, is, Jesus took me out of prison, amen? I was blind, and now I see. He took me out of the prison house, amen? I was a slave. I was, he took me out of the graveyard and, and resurrected my life. And he said to walk in newness of life, buried with him in baptism. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live, but yet it's not even I who lives. It's Christ who now lives in me. And the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who? The Son of God. Not the sons of anarchy, not the sons of slut and and demise, but the Son of God. If you don't think that he dresses a certain way, you don't know him. He is holy, brother. And we're going to look at that in a minute. But take off. It's time to take off. Some of us take our prison clothes off. The way you used to dress. The way you always looked. The way you, I'll tell you what. I don't want to be the old me. I don't want to be the old Mike Wilps. I, want to, I like where I'm at, but I'm not happy. I need to be better. I want to walk with Christ. I want, to be, I want to smell his breath. I want to be so close to him that I am being conformed into his image. And when you find out what he's like, You find out one thing he is holy. Look with me, if you would, please, in in John chapter 11. John chapter 11, we have the story of Lazarus. Amen? And the resurrection from the dead. We'll get there eventually. John chapter 11, if you look with me, please, in verse 43. It says and when he had thus and when he thus had spoken he cried with a loud voice Lazarus come forth. And that's the dead coming back to life. Dave, Mike, Raven, all everyone in here, when you got saved, Jesus Christ called you come forth. And you came out of the grave. And look what it says, with a loud voice come forth in verse 44, and he that was dead came forth. Hallelujah. Bound, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound uh, bound about with a napkin, and Jesus said unto him, Loose them and let him go. Get the grave clothes off. It's time to change our clothes. It's time to change our hearts. It's time to change our minds. It's time to change our spirits. I don't want, God doesn't want, Anton, us to be the same. Amen? He doesn't want us to be just like everyone else. What good is that? Seriously, what good is you being like everyone else? Has it helped you so far? How many souls have you won? How many people are in church? How many people got baptized? Are in church, born again, the whole family's changed because of you? I'll tell you right now, I need more God, not less. And I'm not ashamed. If God, like I said this before, I don't care what. If God told me to wear pink, I'd wear pink all day. If you told me to put a dress on, I put a dress. I don't care. Whatever God wants, I'm doing. Amen. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, please, to Zechariah chapter three. Zechariah. Just go back to Matthew and go back a couple books. You'll see it. Zechariah chapter three. Amen. We have holy clothes we have holy clothes of service, we have grave clothes, we have prison clothes, and everyone, he says, t- change them. And here in, in Zechariah chapter 3, look with me if you would please in verse 1, it says, and he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan was standing at his right hand to resist him. That's exactly what Satan wants to do. He doesn't want you being with the Lord. He doesn't want you walking with the Lord. He doesn't want you talking with the Lord. you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't want you knowing the Lord. He doesn't want you hearing from the Lord. He doesn't want you singing. He doesn't want you near the Lord. I'm just telling you. Verse 2, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked you, Satan. In other words, get behind me, buddy. He says, Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? That's me. That's you. It says, Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, and stood before the angel. I want to let that sink in. Inside of us, on us. The Bible tells us that we are made new. And we are new creations, and we're supposed to put on Christ. But look what he said, he stood there with filthy garments. And it says in verse 4, and he answered and spoke unto those that stood before him and saying, "Take away those filthy garments from him and Uh, um, And he said unto him, behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee. That means he's he's forgiven and he's clean on the inside too. Amen. And he says, I will clothe thee with the change of raiment. And he said, let them put a fair miter upon his head. Let him set a fair miter upon his head and clothe him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. I just want you to tell you that God wants us different. Why should I be different? Are you like everyone else? What are you? What has happened to you? I'll tell you what you are. God says, I have made you kings and priests under God. Peter says it so wonderfully. You are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. We don't, do we look like it? No. Do we act like it? No, but we ought to. How does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means you're holy, but you, you have the joy unspeakable and full of glory. It means you're holy and you look holy, act holy. Should, should Christians curse? Of course not. Jesus said, how can out of a fountain come forth good water and bad water? How can you with one breath say, Jesus, bless me, and the other breath, curse God? Or or a curse. That's filthy. Change the way we talk. Change the way we talk. Change the way we walk. Change the way we sing. Change the way we hear. Change I was born again. That's the old Mike Welps, not the new Mike Welps. And look, and so turn with me if you would to Jeremiah 52. Let's go back to Jeremiah. I'm trying to hurry for you. Boy, yeah. Jeremiah 52. Let me know when you're there. Verse 33. Jeremiah fifty-two thirty-three says, And he, and he changed his prison garments, and he did continually eat bread before him all the days of his life. And for his diet, there was a continual diet given him of the king of Babylon, every day a portion until the day of his death, all the days of his life. I'll tell you right now, the Bible tells us, you don't, I don't, if you don't like it, take it up with God. But the Bible says, don't you know, know you not that your body is the temple of a living God? Don't you know that you don't belong to you anymore? You've been bought with a price. That you are the holy ghost of God lives and dwells within you. Be ye holy for the Lord our God is holy. See people want all the good from God but they don't want to act like that. They don't want to dress like it. They don't want to change anything about their lives that they like. They listen to the same music. They go to the same places. They have the same friends. Go right ahead. See how how great that's going to be for you. Because I'll tell you right now, what we don't need the same. We need different. We need godly. I, I, I don't see godly enough. I see little sprinkles of it. I don't see holy enough. I see little sprinkles, including myself. I'll tell you right now, when I put these clothes on, I wasn't even thinking of this. I put them in, I'm like, ah, oh, we're talking about garments. I got, I'm like overdressed for a Wednesday night. Can you really be overdressed to do the service of God? I'll be honest, I'm sick sick as a pastor of these guys on TV with the ripped jeans and the spiked hairs and the teeth, serving God. They think if I dress like everyone else, then I can get them. You know what you're getting? You're getting a bunch of people to follow you and be like you. I don't want people to be like me. God forbid. I'm going to be like him. My job is to get you and Jesus together and let Jesus change your heart, change your life. Look what it look what it says with me in in First uh, Peter chapter three. First Peter three nineteen, and the only reason I put the, I added this and you, what you can do is we're going to go to First Peter one fifteen right after this. But the only reason I put this because I was just thinking about this. First Peter three nineteen. It's my birthday. It's my it's my three March nineteenth. That's why I like it. But. Look what it says. It says, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. You know, angels one time, one time what, what, does, what do angels look like in the Bible when you hear about them? Clothed in white, bright, holy garments. Every time someone saw an angel, they knew. Not that there was an angel, but they like, he had a face of an angel. It says their garments, white and shining. Here, these angels fell. And now they're in prison. They have prison clothes on. Angels that are supposed to be beautiful in every area, now they're in prison and Jesus goes and visits them in prison. You know, Jesus did say to the sheep on the left, and the the goats on the left, the sheep on the right, he says, I was in prison and you visited me now. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. What we wear is important. It comes from attitude. When men and women, I'm going to talk everyone, when you wake up in the morning, you should never dress down. You should dress... Why? Because people are going to see you. And they can't see your heart. They can't see your mind. All they can see is the outward appearance. And what it is, is you should dress nice. I'm not saying... That. Dress nice. Make sure your hair is done. If you need a little paint on the, on the porch, put some paint on the porch. Comb your hair. Brush your teeth. Put a little foo on. Women, put a little perfume on. Men, smell nice. Talk nice. Why do we need to be like everyone else? We don't. We need to be like him. I'll tell you what. I bet you Jesus smelled good. Just saying. Turn with me if you would. First Peter one. I'm getting there. First Peter one, verse fifteen. Great verse. It says, "But he, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in in all manner of conversation. All manner of conversation. Say it with me. Ready." all manner what does that mean preacher it means everything you do in life the way you walk the way you dress the way you talk everything should be holy now i know that's not going against some what you believe or what you think or what you feel i'm not here to teach it i'm here to read and preach it be holy for the lord god is holy look what it says one more time but as he which has called you is holy he, he called you what out didn't he, out of the prison, out of the grave. He said, so be holy in all manner of conversation because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And I'm here to tell you right now, I don't think you can dress holy enough. So why don't we just dress nice? Can we do that? Forget the pajamas outside. Forget the sweat clothes all the time. Forget everything, you know, dressing down. Why don't we dress up? Why don't we dress up for God? Why, why don't we in the morning get up and realize, you know what, I'm going to put Christ on in the inside. But I'm also, I'm going to wear nice clothes. It doesn't have to be suits, but just nice clothes. Don't dress down. You're the daughter of God. You're the sons of God. You should be walking around. We don't do it anymore. Our society doesn't wear suits and ties like they did back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. But you've seen the pictures. Everybody walking down the street had suits on. That was crazy. It was crazy back then. But I'll tell you what, it sure looked better. Women in dresses all the time look nice. than what I see now, what I see now is women dressed filthy. And what that's saying, it's saying I am not a child of God. I'm a child of this world. And I listen to the God of this world that tells me how to dress. I feel sorry for women. I do. Because everything is geared to them. Everything, what, what hair products, what face products, what nail polish, what clothes you should wear. Everything's fashion. And if you're not wearing that, then, you know, kids are sucked into all that. And you look at, the, look at the role models on TV. Look at all the singers and stuff that, you know, how they're dressed. No wonder why. Do me a favor. And, and Matthew 22, and then one more after that. Matthew 22. And then we're going to go to Revelation chapter one. And we'll be done. I just want to get this in your head because it's in my head and God does. That's my job is to talk to you about how God talks, thinks about clothing, change your clothes. Amen. Dress nice. Talk nice. Act nice. Act respectable. You know, it's kind of like we need our old parents to to walk us around. Don't sit up straight. Stand up straight. Don't chew. Don't chew with your mouth open. It's like, you know, it's like all those things that we nag as a parent. That's good advice. We should be the examples we should be the examples. Girls should be looking up to it, you girls, how you dress, how you act, how you walk. But every man is an example because I never had an example growing up. Never. I didn't have a dad. I didn't have a brother that cared. I didn't have a friend. I didn't have a pastor. I didn't have a neighbor. I had nobody to give me any advice, Anton, of anything how to do good. All I did was hang on the corners with all my other loser friends. And I'll tell you right now what I wouldn't give for some man to come along and tell me, yo, tuck your shirt in, comb your hair. I did have the cops say, get a haircut. They they did say that all the time. And they were right. And I'm telling you right now, it's not bad to have somebody correct you. It's not bad to have somebody instruct you. Why? Because they care enough about you to do it. And they care enough to elevate you to make you better. I don't want to go back. I want to go forward. Look what it says in chapter 22. Look in verse 11. It says, And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. When God gives us his righteousness, the Bible says it is is the garment of righteousness. And it's holy clothes. God clothes us. Do you understand? Spiritually speaking, so to speak. But he's still talking about clothes. And we know what the story is. We talked about this the other day, didn't we, Joe? God gives us a code of righteousness. Why? Because he wants you dressed right when you come to the wedding of Christ. Look what he says. Friend, verse 12, how camest in here? How did you come in here not having on a wedding garment? And he was speechless. He wanted to just dress the way he wanted to dress. He didn't think it was important enough to dress up for the occasion. He didn't think it was important enough to dress up for the wedding feast of the Lamb. How do you think you're going to look in heaven? How do you think you're going to dress? Well, let's look at that and we'll finish. Revelation chapter 1. As you turn into Revelation chapter 1, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says this. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation. You put off the way you used to dress, the way you used to act, the way you used to look, the way your old you... Get rid of that. Why? Because that got crucified and died. That was buried in baptism. And now you were resurrected to walk in what? A new life. Everything in our life should be different. And now if you don't have to change your clothes, great. But a lot of people do. A lot of people need to dress better. A lot of people need to smell better. Can I get an amen? Not a lot of people need to talk better without filth coming out of their mouth. A lot of people need to do better. I want to do better. I'm not even anywhere near where I want to be. And I just want to be led by God, in it? You know how he leads me? By his word and his spirit. It says that in, in, in 422 of Ephesians, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you'd put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. I'm just saying. We need this. Now let's finish up Revelation chapter 1. I was just studying today. And this is what God showed me. And I'm, just, this, I'm actually going to talk about this on Sunday morning a little bit. But I want you to look in Revelation chapter 1. And, and, and there's a lot here to say, and I, I, don't want, I don't want to get into it all, but I do want to talk about verse 10. That John is speaking, he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And I want to let you know that the, the, the day of the, that he's talking about is Sunday, that we, we, it's the first day of the week. Saturday is the Sabbath for the Jews, Jesus resurrected on the Lord's day. And that's the day we give the Lord all his glory, all his honor, all his praise. Six days, you can do whatever you want. Seven days, the Lord's Day. And that's why we come to church. And when you come to church on the Lord's Day, you ought to dress for the Lord. Dress for him, not for you. It's not about you. That's the problem. Everything's about us. I don't want to wear it, okay? I don't like that, okay? Whatever. I'll wear whatever God tells me to wear. I'll put on a monkey suit. I don't care what it is. Because it's not about me. It's about him. And it's about others. Because I want to be in a good example. I'll tell you what, I don't want everybody wearing suits. But I want everyone having an attitude is I want to dress up for God. We should, never, we should never dress down for God. Ever. We should never do anything down for God. Everything should be up. When you sing, you should sing up. When you pray, you ought to pray up. When you read, you ought to read up. Amen? Study up. Worship up. Everything up for God. Never g- lower your standards for God. Let God elevate us, amen? Look what it says. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia under Ephesus and under Smyrna and under Pergamos and under Thyatira and under Sardis and under Philadelphia and under Laodicea." And look at this. See, he hears a voice. He's on the, in the spirit, and he hears a voice talking. And he, verse 12, And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. He wanted to see who's talking. He knew who it was. When God speaks, you know who it is. And he says, And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, Look what he says. One like unto the Son of Man. The first thing he notices, and he was clothed. With a garment down to his foot and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. And then he notices his hair and his eyes and his feet and his voice. I'm here to tell you it is important how God is dressed, it's important how the priests are dressed, it's important how God's children are dressed. The very first thing he saw and noticed about God was how he was dressed. You can't say I'm holy and not dress holy. You can't sit there and look, forgive me, I'm crude and a crude person. Forgive me what I'm about to say because that was going to come out. My wife, you can correct me later and tell me what I should have said. But don't dress like a slut. Don't dress like a bum, guys. You're not a bum. Women, you are raised up to the highest of all elevation. You are the child of the daughter of God Almighty. Act like it. Dress like it talk like it don't be using foul mouth spitting cursing cussing like you're a truck driver that's that's disgusting and men I'm talking the same thing to you see I believe what's right for a woman is right for a man what's wrong for a woman is wrong for a man see I I know so many I know pastors that mocked me literally mocked me and you can too I don't really care because I know what God what's naked on a woman is also naked on a man I can prove it with 15 scriptures What's naked on a woman? Their, their thighs, their, their breasts, their butt. That is the same thing men aren't supposed to show either. That's why no man of God should ever be naked down at the beach. Paul, Peter was naked when he was fishing with his buddies. He knew what he had. He had his shirt off. The Bible said he was naked. And he grabbed his coat. He was embarrassed when Jesus showed up. And he jumped in the water with his coat because he had his coat off. See, we don't, we don't hear this. Preachers don't preach it. But I'll tell you right now, God is holy. Amen? And he's awesome, and he's good, and he's amazing. And I want that. I don't want to down myself, thumb yourself down. We need to, we need to step it up. Can I get an amen? It, he's coming back, amen? He's coming back. If he comes back this Sunday, just say, you got one week. How can you change to get better? How can you act better, talk better, dress better? Is it going to hurt you to be better, act better, talk better? No. Is it going to hurt you? No. No doesn't make you righteous. You're righteous by Christ inside of you. Amen? Amen. But I'll tell you what, that righteousness should show forth. Thank you for listening. I just want to say this. Angels, white apparel, shining bright. Jesus, beautiful apparel. And we're set free from prison and we need to come out and get rid of our prison clothes. Amen? We were brought forth from the grave. Can I say amen? And we need to get rid of our grave clothes, put on our resurrected clothes. We need to change our old garments and put on the new garments. You know why? Because we need to put on Christ. You might say, well, Jesus didn't dress like that. Really? His clothes were so awesome that the guards wouldn't rip it. They took it off and all gambled for it. He had special garment on. Amen? And everyone knew, like, wow, look at that. So if you got a nice shirt, wear it. You got a nice blouse, put it on. You're not hurting anybody by getting dressed up. Now, you don't want to go too dressed up and say, look at me. No, of course not. But all I'm saying is, don't dress down. Can I get that? Hey, let's pray. Almighty God, Father, our Father. I love it. I love it. I can say, Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you for getting me out of the filth and the dirt and the corruption of this world of sin and evil and Satan's playground. Nothing there, nothing good there all fleshly, lustful desires. And you draw, you drew me to yourself and you called me out of that. And you saved me. And you washed me. And you made me clean. And you put my feet upon the path of righteousness. You gave me a new name. You gave me a new heart. You gave me a new spirit. You gave me a new direction, new purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. I pray you work in my heart. Work in our hearts. Have your will and your way. If anyone is stubborn, may they change. I pray, Lord God, that all of us can say, not my will, but thy will be done, almighty God and Father. Thank you for the Holy Blood. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Bible. Thank you for the holy brothers and sisters, the church, the saints of God. God, one day we're going to be in heaven with you. And I look forward to that robe of righteousness I look forward to holiness and goodness and grace and mercy and truth and love and joy and peace. Oh, God, you are so good. Would you please, Lord, help us to live for you. Help us to win the lost. Help us to be an example to others. Help us to give the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ out to as many people as we can. Lord, we love you. Please get us home safely. Bring us back here, maybe on Saturday, to help out and put gospel... Uh, put Uh, flyers all over the doors and, and help us to come back on Sunday, Lord, and worship you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.